0: Brisbane Wakes Up
1: with staff Abby and Matt on B105. Hi, everyone. Uh, you've downloaded our podcast. Of course, another show uh, full of information and, and stories of people from around Brisbane um, as this flood, it's still a major situation here in the city, isn't it? Yes, yes it some is. Some
2: important information as well about the, the water quality mm-hmm. and also what you shouldn't do in any of the storm uh, cleanup, which I think is quite interesting.
3: Yeah. And then a heartwarming story involving three mice, a frog, and a snake. Yeah. Just even the balance. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Do <laughs> you think they're friends now?
3: Oh, 100%. They're going on an incredible journey, voiced by Michael J. Fox and Faye Dunaway. It's going to be great.
2: Was Michael J. Fox Otis?
3: No, he was in the uh, Amazing Journey movies. Oh. I was thinking Milo and Otis. I was Otis thinking, Otis thinking Milo and Otis. Otis, and Otis. Otis and Milo didn't talk. What? Didn't they? No. What are you talking you about? They just but someone... their adventures.
2: Yeah, but someone talked. And then
1: someone threw Milo in a river.
2: Someone talked.
1: Or was it just a array? Did it get
2: yeah, it
3: narrated,
1: a narrated the whole a narrated way? way yeah, so
2: I thought he must have narrated ah. it.
1: No. No, right.
2: No, he was the voice
3: of a dog in An in Incredible Journey. Okay.
4: Two,
2: one, two, and one, 3, three. Don't one, You don't
1: have to. Look, right. if I was going to go on an incredible journey right across the lands as well, I'd want to take three meals with me. <laughs> so I think that snake is very, very smart. <laughs> Did a great job. <laughs> uh, all right. Plus, Anthony Albanese, leader of the opposition, is in today's podcast too.
5: Let's get into it. Stab, Abby, and Matt for breakfast. B105. Can
2: you make our headline ring? You can ask us
6: anything.
2: 131060 is our number. We would love an update of what's going on in your area. Uh, you can call up. Jason in Raceview. It was pretty hard hit there. How are you going?
7: Yeah, we're going okay, thanks. Yeah, we're doing alright at the moment. Yeah, shed got flooded, but there's a lot of other people worse off than us here. So
2: what is the water like at the moment? Have you went around this morning?
7: Yeah, been around. It's it's still pretty high up down the river near the centre of County of Ipswich, but around us it's actually gone away pretty quick. So we're pretty lucky here. Yeah.
1: So you're helping out at the uh, Ipswich Showground Evacuation Centre. Are there a, a lot of people who've spent the yeah. last couple of nights there?
7: Yeah, there is, and, and probably sadly, it's the it's the young families. Like I nursed a baby for about 20 minutes yesterday, and just a few weeks old, you know. And mm. So that sort of stuff hits home and, you know, I'm a dad of five kids and, yeah, yeah, it's pretty hard to see that sort of stuff. Yeah, sure. That's
2: what a lot of people were saying as well, like just not having all their their baby stuff. I saw one Mm mum saying, you know, she said someone told her not to cry for things that can't cry for you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) material stuff. She's like, but at the same time, you know, I need all the baby stuff. You need the baby formula. So without all the evacuation centres, those people would be in a lot of trouble.
7: Yeah, that's right. And it's been good to be able to help just with you know, nice meals and just give them those few nappies if they need it and a bit of formula. It's been good to be able to help out with that, yeah. Mm. It,
1: it, I guess it must be a hard... It's been a hard decision for parents to pick what to take as well. I saw one dad um, wading through water um, out, out near us and he had a frozen bike, like a little mm, yeah. Anna and Elsa bike, over his head and he was walking through. Mm. And it's like... Out of all the things to pick And he just said to me He goes Mate He goes This is her favourite bike He said "This, I know that If we don't get back in for a while She'll be happy to be riding this And I was like What That makes sense You know what I mean You're trying to divert The kid's attention
2: There was a seven year old Who wanted to go back For his school bag Because his homework was in there And he hadn't done his homework And he didn't want to get in trouble And the mum was like I reckon the teacher Will let us off today
1: well, Unless he to get detention tomorrow. <laughs> Unless he's already used the flood excuse before. Yeah, and, so he's uh, not
2: going to buy it. Twice. Jason, you're doing such a good job. Um, Mitchell in Stafford. What's going hey, on? Hey, mate, how you hey. going? You've, got, you've got a tinny?
8: Yeah, mate, yeah. We are out um, Sunday night pulling people out from Windsor. Right. So
2: did, were you just, I guess, on the boat going around seeing who needed help, or were there actually people posting on community pages saying, hey, if anyone's got a tin- tinny, come and help us here?
8: No, I lay down there, Lisa posted up on the um, community, Windsor community page saying uh, that a couple of family needs uh, needed to get out and uh, a made of mine just jumped in a boat and went down, pulled them out and then uh, stayed around for the next sort of three or four hours and worked with the forest to get about 20, 25 people out. Wow.
2: And was it, was it hard, Michael? Because what we were just saying about it, it's strange what people decide to take. I mean, I guess, you know, so many people were taking their pets. But... Oh,
8: yeah, we had, uh, I think at one point we had, Two cats and chickens and a couple of greyhounds in the boat.
3: Get Becomes one of those riddles, doesn't it? Do yeah. I leave the fox and take the rabbits?
8: <laughs> you just hope they don't start fighting on the boat. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, people were saying that about, like, they. you could see in the community pages, they went, hey, I need somewhere for my cat to go because I'm going to another house with a dog yeah. and my cat can sometimes be bad-tempered. Yeah. So they were they were looking for anyone who didn't have pets. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it made it It made it made pretty hard. What are, what are the police and, and emergency people like when they see you out there on the boat? Do, do some get upset? Are some happy for it?
8: No, really good, eh? So we linked in with uh, his Mark, was his name, the uh, head forey down there. He just pointed at, uh, pointed to what houses needed to be picked up first. Sort right. of did a bit of a triage. Mm-hmm. And we had this uh, cop, uh, Jordan, He just jumped in our boat and came around with us. A bit of authority. Oh, yeah. To, uh, like, actually removed people from houses, uh, helped a lot.
2: Wow. Yeah, at times yeah, like that, local. you need everyone's
8: help. Yeah, yeah, really good. And there's, uh, just a shout out to uh, Jen and Wes, just a random family that came down there and brought here of sandwiches and coffee and stuff and set up a bit of a uh, uh, recovery centre for everyone before they moved off to the uh, showgrounds and that.
1: Good stuff. That's what's been amazing about this is people who are doing that have just been turning up with food or opening mm. their house and, and letting family stay. There'd be strangers staying with strangers. Mm,
2: people yeah. were offering up their, you know, their yeah. places on the community pages and that's what we're saying. Look at those community pages. They're yeah, good. They
1: oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are not they gossip for every other point of the year and complaining <laughs> about people not putting their bins in. <laughs> they
2: can go back to that after. Yeah. Uh,
1: good on you, Michael. You're a legend, mate.
5: Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Anthony Albanese. <laughs> Albanese.
9: Stav, Abby and Matt. The mighty Brisbane River is menacing.
5: Everybody kept
2: saying it's never going to happen again, 2011, but here
1: we are. Yeah, and Anthony Albanese joins us this morning, Leader of the Opposition. Good morning.
4: Good morning. Thanks for uh, a bit of Eminem to brighten up my morning. (laughs) (laughs) We always play
3: the person we're talking to's favourite song before we get them on, so you're welcome.
4: Oh, oh, very good. Very good, thank you. Appreciate it. I hope you're all staying safe there. It's... uh... Tough time that you're going through in southeast Queensland and and northern New South Wales as well. That uh, Ballin is just being evacuated as we speak. Mm.
2: Are you you're flying up here today to help out? What's the itinerary for you today?
4: Well, I'll be up up there this afternoon, uh, flying in, uh, getting briefings. I've spoken with uh, a range of our, our local members up there. Of course, people like Shane Newman in Ipswich. And, Oh, got oh, hello. Uh, and Annika okay. Wells has been out there uh, providing support. All of all of our MPs and Murray White, our, our shadow minister, has been everywhere, I think. And uh, I'll be coming up this afternoon. I'm going to the Emergency Response Centre uh, tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's appropriate that uh, we ask the, the federal government to make sure that Services Australia... People are on the ground providing support uh, for people when they need it. We don't want bureaucracy getting in the way at the mm-hmm. moment. People are having to apply online and they've got to have a MyGov account. It's quite complex. We need to give people that emergency support uh, when they need it, which is right now.
2: I thought they are just doing GoFundMe. Pages. Um, well, no, I was talking about Peter Dunn, um, he did post up, and, you know, his message was accurate, that there's so many people that need help, and he donated, but everyone was like, "What? Have, what have been a, you're doing a GoFundMe page. Where are our taxes going?
4: Well, the, the taxes have got into the emergency response fund that hasn't been spent. It's, mm. uh, they set up a fund a few years ago of $4 billion. We supported that happening. They took money from infrastructure funds that have been established, it's got $800 million of interest. It's it's now bigger than it was at the beginning. The whole idea was that you'd set up a fund and draw down $200 million each year. Uh, That's what what we will do with our Disaster Ready Fund. We need to make sure that we we prepare for uh, disasters uh, in advance and and spend the money that's been allocated. It's beyond my comprehension how it could just be sitting there uh, and not being used.
1: How does it work with funding um, between the federal and the state governments as well? Um, Like how much can the state government actually provide to to help out residents here in in Queensland?
4: Well, there's agreement uh, now, uh, legislated so that it automatically kicks in when an area is declared a disaster zone of, of shared funding and that's to stop... The sort of argy-bargy that, that used to happen that was something that occurred in the wake of the 2011 floods in in South Queensland that happened the last time there were there were very large uh, floods of this size and of course at that time you had bushfires as well you mm. had a range of the natural disasters uh Queensland seems to cop it more than most I was in the flood areas around Maryborough just in in January mm. and they uh, there's a major alert for Maryborough today as one of the areas they're really worried about. They're worried about there. They're worried about luck. And of course uh, the waters uh, get to recede around the Brisbane River as well. So just everyone stay safe. Follow the advice of, of the experts. And just a big thank you to our emergency services and SES and, and all the other volunteers, people helping out. It's, it's extraordinary that at the worst of times, we see the best of Australians. Mm. We're seeing it again at the moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's what you're seeing even, and we've been talking about this the you know the last couple of days, even the communities throughout, you know, the suburbs where people have been flooded, the streets that are empty, there's people feeding neighbours, there's people they've never met sleeping in spare bedrooms. It's, it, for the worst of situations, it just brings out the best in people as well.
4: It it does, you know, and and it's part of the Australian character uh, that we can be really proud of as a nation is that whether it's a a natural disaster, an emergency, or whether it was during the pandemic as well, people were making sacrifices to look after each other and the sort of uh, charity and effort and people risking their own safety Mm. in order to help others as well is... uh, just quite extraordinary mm. and it should inspire all of us really and
3: but now can, but now we know we've got that character efforts. i don't think we, we we don't need it again for a while now you know we know no, we do exactly that right, yeah. No. yeah well,
4: well we, we we hope not it uh, there's a, a pretty bad climate change report out today yeah. by the, the international panel as well predicting more extreme weather events and uh, you know, we, uh, just another reminder that we really need to do our bit there as well.
2: Um, Albanese, we were speaking to ScoMo yesterday and we were talking about people's frustrations because yes, it is mother nature. We can't control that, although we probably should with the, the global warming. But talking about the warning system that people got, they were saying they were so frustrated and we we're talking about the bomb yesterday and they were saying it kept changing the information that they had gone. ScoMo was saying that, you know, so much money had been poured into the bomb to try and keep it up to date. Do you think that that needs to be looked into more and make sure that they do have all the technology they need and accurate reporting and also the the warning systems?
4: Look, we need to give the Bureau whatever resources it needs because it's it's short-sighted to cut back on uh, these research facilities. We opposed the cuts when they came in for the CSIRO. It's really cutting off your nose to spite your face, as my mum used to say. Mm. It really makes no sense, and the Bureau of Meteorology are talented people, they work hard, but they need more resources, quite clearly.
1: Um, I would be getting in touch with the Higgins Storm Chasers guys on Facebook. I know it sounds silly, Albo, but they were running Facebook Lives throughout the last couple of days, and they were pretty spot on (laughs) with all of their information.
4: Okay, so I I didn't follow them, I've got to say, but, uh, well, that's an example of civil society taking action as well, yeah. uh, letting, letting people know uh, what, what's going on and the role of your good selves. You know, radio is what people will be listening to to get that immediate information out there in the local communities is really important.
1: Well, thank you for your time this morning, mate. We know you're on your way to Queensland. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in some gumboots and a yeah, set of gloves. Yeah, don't
2: bring those Country road hey? sneakers. You looked amazing in the photo yeah. shoot, Albanese, <laughs> but don't bring those. They're way too white, okay? <laughs>
4: thank you. No, they they might end up a bit muddy. Mm-hmm.
2: Hey, that were borrowed. You don't own
1: them,
4: do you? <laughs> oh, no. Of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Maddie
5: stav Abby, and Matt for breakfast. B one hundred and five.
4: A barge carrying a crane is tilting dangerously as it's washed downstream, sparking evacuations on the riverside walkway.
2: Yesterday, as we're here up at the barracks, you could see some crazy things going down the river. Mm. There were there were boats, there were pontoons, um, there were some unidentified objects. I'll say, like we thought. Maybe they're a car?
1: It was a sub. Oh. <laughs> no, come on. It was. It was a foot-long sub.
2: Oh, yeah, there was actually, wasn't there? <laughs> one of the blot ones. Yeah. Sorry, Staff. There's a, um, a
1: Facebook page going around, Find My Boat, uh-huh. and you can actually put a photo up that you have of your boat and say, you know, like it's one you've taken when you've mm-hmm. been out on the weekend and say, has anyone seen this? Uh-huh. And people will actually comment on there and go, I saw it this part Floating of the river. So people can kind of work out where it
2: is. I don't know how many people have dinghies. There were a lot of people that owned them. Mm. Uh, but they were talking about, yeah, the big crane that was very dangerous, they said. And I was like, oh, I saw it on the news. And then Ash, our producer, actually saw it on Instagram and I realised you were there.
10: I was there. So um, I was at Felon's.
2: Supporting a small business, Supporting she said. a
10: small local business. Oh, did just... you get
2: on the cans yesterday afternoon? No,
10: she got one supporting them. One, <laughs> because I went down for a walk and I thought, oh, you know, they're open. Let's, let's support them. Um, the water was very, very close. Up to the um, there, which was quite scary. But anyway, sitting there watching stuff go through the river, and then the police come in and evacuate everyone. They say everyone needs to leave immediately. There is a Skull, crane. skull, skull. Do yeah. they do that? <laughs> if they have to the <laughs> pub? It was quite scary, though, because we didn't know what was happening at first. Mm. Um, but the police were like, you all need to evacuate now. They evacuated um, the people in the Crystal Brook Hotel behind the Howard Smith Wharves That's as well. That's quite- that's further back. Yeah. So and- it's quite strange
2: that I guess it's that heavy, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. it's that it's that high that mm. if it was gonna topple over it could still Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
10: Yeah, so they evacuated the, some of the surrounding apartment buildings as well. And they were thinking that this crane structure would sort of go through the river and land on something potentially. Waited there for about three hours and it didn't look like it was moving, thankfully. But there were like heaps of emergency services on the ground just in case. Mm. Is it secure somewhere now? Like it's not floating down, isn't it? Is it nearer a- It's
1: not floating. It's I think it stopped it's where stopped. it was. Yeah. Where they thought it where they thought it was gonna move from, I think it's still in that same spot and it didn't tip. I saw it on the news yesterday, yeah. I was like, There's that's gonna so tip. What, yeah. It's on like an angle. Yeah. What development did
2: it come from? Does anyone know?
1: I have a feeling it's come from just here.
2: Well, that's what I thought. Where they're building this... The um, Queen's Wolf. wolf. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but but that's where I've seen cranes in the water there. I also did hear them say, um, which sounded funny, although this is not a funny situation, that that is usually attached to a mother crane. So there's, oh. there's actually, in the river, when they're doing um, construction, they have a mother crane, mm. and then the little one's sort of attached to it, and then that's what's bro- so broken So this is the away. little one,
2: or this is the mother? This is
1: the little one. The little crane's oh. lost his
10: mother. Mm. crane. Yeah. Poor baby.
1: Um. Well, that's good, because they also shut the story bridge, because they thought it might hit that, right?
10: Yeah, correct. So um, I think they stopped vehicles passing over for a while, um, and then it just they opened it back up, and they just said no pedestrians. So there were police there. The small- morning as well and I believe that it's still kind of in the same spot it hasn't mm. really moved I did hear and I don't know if this is true but maybe tugboats were going to try and yeah. move it away Way. from where it is to well be a lot dangerous. of
2: the water police were saying how difficult it was because they're just escorting a lot of the rubbish down the so river sure it doesn't hit rather than being able to stop them mm. so that's yeah. why they're on the megaphone saying move away and nah. they're just sort of following mm. the destruction down the
10: yeah, down the river. I saw um, a jet ski on the loose down the river yesterday. I did see that. that the water police had to sort of guide in a direction to get to the shore but it was someone's like seven eight thousand dollar jet ski still in with the cover on top of it Mm. and then a minute or two later it was totally fine and then i saw the life jacket go by like a minute or two later so there's a free jet ski out there of anyone i don't i don't think
2: that's how it works (laughs) works. (laughs) yeah
3: (laughs) (laughs) want to come over see my (laughs) crane
1: i guess (laughs) pretty sweet what you can see with this though is how how there is no overreaction, you know what I mean? Uh, it's one of those situations where they evacuated the whole place because if the crane yeah. did go, yeah. there would have been loss of life for
5: sure. Yeah, yeah, they uh, did a good job. Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105.
9: Stav, Abby and Matt. This
5: is a very extreme weather event.
3: We have a rain bomb above southeast Queensland.
5: For so many, this is a case of deja vu.
2: You may have seen the vision on the news where the rain was pouring down on Sunday and there was, I think, a pontoon that was going towards a houseboat. And you're Mm. like, oh, my God, they're going to crash. But then to actually find out there was someone on board the houseboat that had to be rescued, Jim in Red Heel joins us. Now, Jim, where were you at the time that that houseboat was going under?
11: Uh, I was at work. I work at Felons Brewing Co. at House Miss Wargs, and uh, we were... Packing down our venue, basically getting ready for a, what we thought was going to be a big flood. And then, um, yeah, we sort of looked up and saw a guy clinging to a big structure. And we learned later that that was actually his houseboat. Mm. And then uh, we sort of kicked into gear.
1: Because that, that's the houseboat that when you saw the vision, it actually got sucked in underneath mm. and just like decimated. And anyone who saw that vision would go, if someone's on that, they're gone. Mm.
11: Yeah, that's right, yeah, and, but, you know, the guy's obviously pretty lucky to, you know, come away from that part of it safely, and yeah. then we'll uh, learn what happened after that.
2: Because was he stuck under the pontoon? Because I saw something, and I don't know, did you do, like, a human ch- chain human to sort chain, of get him yeah. get him out?
11: Yeah, so we sort of saw him um, clinging, and there was a lifeboat trying to get him with a life ring, and they sort of threw and missed, and then... Um, the trajectory he was on, he was heading towards the city cat terminal that's attached to Howard Smith's wards, and we sort of went, well, if he, gets, if he hits that, he's not going to be in a good way. So we ran down, and um, that sort of 10 of us linked arms and, um, yeah, kind of just tried to find him, couldn't see him to begin with, and then um, eventually we, we, um, he'd actually gone under some debris and then managed to... He popped up in a bit of an air pocket, mm-hmm. and um, we sort of just heard his voice, and we had this tiny sort of hole that we could just see him, and we had to sort of dig him out of there. And, um, yeah, we it was also pretty pretty hairy because we were sort of standing on floating stuff that, you know, could yeah. come away in any second. So we sort of said, look, there's already one person in the water. Let's make sure there's no more. So we just linked arms and, uh, yeah, got him out of there.
2: I've heard different reports. What was his first words when you guys got him out?
11: Oh, uh, look, I think there's <laughs> we basically said, mate, the good news is you've been rescued at a brewery. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I can't really remember if he asked for a beer straight away. You've, seen, you've
2: seen all the reports, have you? <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, I've
11: heard all sorts. But, yeah. Uh, look, it was a little bit yeah, it was a little bit hectic to, to, to recall it verbatim. But uh, it's a standing order. It's a standing offer if you want to come down for a nice cold. Oh, come on.
2: it's a good story. Don't ruin it, Jim. He asked
1: for a yeah, beer first thing. Hey. And he yeah, drank yeah, it yeah. and he said, this is the best beer I've ever had in my life,
11: <laughs> Felons. That's, that's exactly what he was selling, an ice cold Felons crisp lager. So, uh,
3: that's yeah. amazing. That, the, the forming of the human chain must have been extremely terrifying for you guys.
11: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure where that idea came from, but we just kind of, you know, I think we all just kicked into, to you know, mm. uh, rescue mode and we're all hospitality people here, so we... You know we look after people for our jobs this is obviously a bit of extreme hospitality but um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know it was, it was amazing our team here is just incredible and i think we're all you know we're quite a lot closer as a result of that that experience so. yeah because
2: you guys had yeah. a hectic day yesterday as well with the crane a lot of people <laughs> had to leave. yeah you're a bit of a focal point <laughs> <down> <laughs> there, aren't you? well you are on the river it's the best views you can understand but that, that was a bit hectic
11: Oh, yeah, well, we sort of said, look, we got through it, you know, what else can they throw at us? And then we got evacuated at 2 o'clock and got told there was a huge crane coming. Mm. So, so no uh, one, no
1: one there today needs to go, oh, well done, guys, we got through this, because that person yeah.
11: will moz you. <laughs> yeah, we just want to, yeah, just, just want to get open and, you know, go back to doing what we do. So yeah. It
3: would be interesting to see the difference, because you guys weren't there um, in the last big flood, were you?
11: No, I mean, the wharves were here, but um, there was no businesses on it. Mm. So, um, but yeah, no, we, we're looking pretty good. Um, the water's going down, and, um, you know, we're sort of – we actually got open yesterday. Um, so we can still pour beer and cook food and everything. So, um, yeah, we just want to get back to what we do well. So Well,
1: mate, we appreciate your time this morning. You guys did a great thing um, saving that guy. He's very lucky to be alive. Um, we appreciate it. Make sure you get down to the Howard Smith wharves and say day. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, guys.
5: Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast.
2: B105. And the people that have been helping so many people out from the Queensland Fire and Emergency Services. uh, Kevin Reading, I believe you haven't got any sleep really over the last weekend, right?
12: (laughs) Good morning. That's exactly right. It's been a big weekend.
2: When did you guys, I guess, start having to help people? Because we've been talking about, you know, we we knew that there was going to be rain, but just not quite how heavy and constant it was. When were the first calls made to you to start rescuing?
12: Yeah, definitely about late last week when the rain sort of started. We were keeping an eye on that and it was just escalating ever so slow, then all of a sudden the, the torrential rain just started and didn't stop. Mm-hmm. So late last week, all through the weekend, and even overnight, we still had another 15 water rescues, which is not right. ideal, but um, we've pushed through it anyway.
3: And I guess this is a, a a thing of an event of stages where that's that part, hopefully, as much as it can be over, and now we'll be starting to see the clean-up services starting?
12: Absolutely. SES have received just under 10,000 calls. I reckon it knock over 10,000 today Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll start to really see a big push. I I heard before the the mud army starting to activate a little bit. Um, I I would be very, um, throw a reminder out there that if you're operating in floodwaters be mindful if you get sick, if you start getting infections or anything, Mm -hmm. seek medical help early because there's a all the nasty stuff in the
2: water. So about that, Kevin, is it just make sure that you wear gloves, I guess wash your hands after, because we're hearing that there is, you know, gastro in there and, of course, there's sewage that's, that's come up. You don't yeah. really know. So yeah. is that what <laughs> you need to be able to do to stop it?
12: Yeah, absolutely. Open cuts and wounds as well. Obviously, don't drink the water. Yeah. Um, it's going to be 33 degrees today too, so hot and humid. Mm-hmm. Make sure you keep the water up if you are doing any cleanups out there.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that as I was walking through water, because I've had a friend who's had a staph infection that ended up in hospital once because he had a cut and wow. walked through mud. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm assuming, Kevin, that would be a very, you know, if someone's got a little graze on their leg they didn't even think anything of, if
12: bacteria gets in it, it, can be quite bad. Absolutely. We see flood events occurring over and over again in Queensland, and these are the types of side effects and, and outliers that we have that um, they're, they are expected, but we still get them, and community um, sometimes don't see that.
2: How hard is it for you, Kevin? When we all know the saying, "If it's flooded, forget it," and you're constantly going out doing rescues of people that thought, "Oh, she'll be right."
12: Yeah, well, <laughs> she'll be right. It's just not. It's it's just it's just not an excuse at all. Mm. We keep saying the message over and over again. Um, don't test out your forward drive. Don't. It, it's not the time and the place for it. Mm. The road's washed out underneath. Um, what you thought you knew was there. It might not be there when you drive over it. So. It's a it's a real frustration that we keep after going in the water particularly now as we're having peaks in the waters starting to go in some areas and we're still getting rescues
1: yeah how does that conversation go when you pull them out you know I, i'm sure you guys are there you you keep them calm you get them on the boat when you know they're safe do you roll straight into a telling off or do you just
12: oh. <laughs> it's it, it, we, we serve the community we're at their pleasure so we We, at all costs, we try not to put them in that uh, situation. We make them feel worse than they may already feel. Yeah. Yeah. It's just every situation is different, as you can
2: appreciate. Yeah, that's why you are not a volunteer (laughs) because you'd go into straight parent mode. Like I was worried about you. That's why I'm yelling (laughs) at you. It's because I love you that I'm getting up here. Let
3: let me look you over. You're okay. Okay, slap. Oh, you guys
2: have done such an amazing job, and all the volunteers. We are we are constantly so impressed by the people that have you know put their their own homes, uh, often you know, (laughs) behind and rescuing other people's. It, It is so amazing and selfless for so many of you.
12: No worries. Thanks. So what I would finally say, Queensland, put on the tunes, bring some water, put some sunscreen on and get into it. Mm. We got this.
5: Yeah,
1: absolutely, mate.
5: Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast, B105. Yeah, these guys are uh, weather obsessed. I
2: can refer to you like that, right, Thomas? Absolutely. Yeah, from Higgins Storm Chasing. Uh, You guys are a private company, but a lot of people have been turning to you during what's been going on just because it has been changing so much that we're trying to get the up-to-date information. And because you've got so many of people, I guess, they submit what's happening in their area, you compile it all, correct?
13: Absolutely, yeah. We have obviously a lot of people that, that do follow us and we're very thankful that a lot of people can send their reports into us from what they're seeing at their own house or wherever they are and we can obviously put out some warnings because of that.
1: I was watching your lives um, all over
13: the weekend.
1: It's a pretty professional outfit too. You guys do a real good broadcast job, I thought. Good quality. I like it.
13: Thank you. Yes, we, we do put a lot of time and effort into trying to make it as professional as possible. Um, there's obviously got to be a mix there of, of getting as much information out as possible, but also trying to keep it as relevant as possible. If it is a serious situation, we need to try and obviously present it as a serious situation, which we saw over the weekend in many places.
3: Now, they are saying that there is going to be rain coming in the um, back half of this uh, week. Um, What are your predictions on that?
13: Yeah, so we are seeing another system, another upper-level system coming across uh, central and eastern Australia towards the second half this week. It looks to be moving this system based on models right now, and hopefully it stays that way. The last system did stall, and obviously that accumulated – all the rain mm. over several days whereas this one does seem to be moving a little bit so it should take a little bit of the edge off the like catastrophic rainfall mm. uh, but we are expecting to see heavy to very heavy rainfall accumulations develop based on current model data um, this system is a little bit different too it could drop a little bit further south into new south wales which will mean again we get a little bit of the edge taken off us but we may start to see more of the typical summer thunderstorms develop too, which will, of course, contain a lot of heavy rain, probably even a lot of lightning too, which we didn't really see too much of in this past event. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are expecting to see, obviously, some further flash flooding and, and even some uh, renewed river rises with that rainfall. Right.
1: So what well, you're thinking it's going to be more of one of those classic Brisbane storms of heavy dump and then
13: it'll, it'll move on? Po- possibly. That, that's probably what we're hoping for a little bit because yep. we don't want that rain to just keep impacting areas hour after hour after hour. Yeah. But it could be a little bit more repetitive too. So we may actually start to see more activity through the night. Uh, because it is an upper-level system, it doesn't need the daytime heating to produce thunderstorms and to produce rain areas. Uh, and in fact, some of these upper-level systems are more notorious for producing worsening weather overnight um, when we start to get some what we call latent heating. So the daytime heating just gets trapped. Uh, it lasts through the night and and those cooler nighttime temperatures compared to the day can still produce some worse weather.
2: Yeah, that's what we're looking at today. You're like, oh, it's a warm one today, isn't it? I it didn't is. really expect, expect that. So when are you thinking that the rain may come at this stage? I know it's constantly changing and that's what, you know, always frustrates people but you can't get it all accurate. Um, is it due to come in on Thursday?
13: Correct. Uh, We should see some showers and storms across southern inland Queensland on Wednesday. Nothing too crazy there. But we are expecting to see the rain and storm side of things develop on Thursday for southeast Queensland. And it could easily push into the latter part of the weekend, maybe even Monday. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't looked at Monday yet, but I have seen that Thursday through to Sunday is quite rainy and stormy. Um, and we could easily see some daily totals there of 50 to 100 millimetres. Yeah, uh, right. Don't expect that every day for yeah. every location, but overall totals we are currently looking at over 100 millimetres across that four-day period, possibly up to 200 for some areas. Mm.
1: I guess what it will do is, as you said earlier, it will slow down that um, that river sort of going out, you know? will, it, it will... Absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
13: th- there will be some obviously renewed river and creek flooding from this um that's inevitable when we've had a system like we've just had it's going to take some time for that for those river and creek systems to sort of recover um but hopefully there's nothing too crazy out of these falls that that cause any more issues
2: thomas have you always been into the weather Yes. (laughs)
13: Yes. Yeah, because <laughs> okay. there's that's, a lot of yeah, a straight yes. Yeah, because I just
2: always think you know you talk about the meteorologists that work at you know at, at the bomb. Mm. Yeah, that it's obviously been something that you you've studied and also an obsession for a long time.
13: Yeah, I've I've had an obsession since I was about eight or nine with weather. Um, I think most meteorologists and most weather enthusiasts have their their moment mm. um, when they were young that they remember that put them into weather, and and I had that when I was about eight or nine and. I've been obsessed with leather ever since. Yeah. Well, you guys are doing a great job.
1: Um, you can go and check out your Facebook page for more details. Thomas from Higgins Storm Chasing, thank you for your time.
13: Thanks, guys.
5: Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. V105.
2: There are a few warnings on the weekend. One of them was to conserve water. Yeah. Um, and I know that that made all the water sell out in all the shops. Uh, a lot of people were saying, look at their shelves, you can see the panic buying. Others are like, no, 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 let's just be nice. They haven't actually got any stock in because it hasn't been able to travel to different mm. roads.
1: Even the sparkling was gone, and you know when the sparkling in a glass bottle is gone. No, you the know what signs of the apocalypse. I'm mm. going to be
2: really scared when the gluten free disappears because gluten free water. No, just any food. Every I'll time see. I go into the shops and there's still gluten free, I go. <laughs> okay, you know, we're still okay. Yeah, yeah. Once people start being desperate enough for that, <laughs>
1: hey, um, SEQ water. We're speaking to Mike Foster from there right now to give us an update on where the drinking water is at. Um, what's the story? Mike?
9: Good morning, guys. Um, Look, it's it's good news where we've increased production at our our major plants at Mount Crosby. So they're our biggest and most important water treatment plants in in southeast Queensland. So we had to take those uh, plants offline on the weekend. Such was the uh, the quality the the, the dirtiness of the the water in the mid-Brisbane. We just struggled to treat it. But we've gradually, slowly over the last couple of days, started to bring that production up. Uh, We haven't quite hit the sort of production capacity uh, that we need to, so we're, we're certainly still encouraging people to uh, to continue to serve water. Um, and look, they have done a great job. Um, our numbers are showing us that collectively we've all dropped our uh, our water use by about 20% over the last two or three days, you know, compared to what we would normally be doing on a on a daily basis. So we just need uh, the, the good folk of South East Queensland to to continue that uh, that saving behaviour over the next sort of couple of days to get us uh, get that production back up and running. Seems like
3: a weird oxymoron, isn't it? There's water everywhere, and yet we're being told to conserve it.
9: Oh, look! It's it's that double edged sword of these extreme events uh, um, on a very regular basis, particular size of where the one that we're seeing. And look, it's um, and I think when the numbers come out, official numbers come out um, in the aftermath of this, I, I think we're going to see this event sort of in the top three of the last hundred and fifty years. Yeah. It's, mm. uh, it's 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 un- it's been unbelievable, and how just how quickly things have changed but certainly for us uh, when we get that sort of water through uh, a catchment it churns it up um, and it does make that uh, that water in the mid Brisbane very difficult to treat. Um, I should say really clearly um, this is a, a production capacity problem for us not a quality in terms of the water we supply so mm. the water that's coming out of the tap um, is absolutely uh, safe to drink um, and, and, and meets the, the rigorous standards that it's supposed to. This is, uh, this is more of a uh, as a capacity production issue for us.
2: Will it it taste any different? I just say this because only, you know, recent we're talking about the large, um, I think it was at the start of the year, we're talking about the large rainfall and how it did change and just... even if it does taste different, it is still 100% safe, right, mate?
9: Absolutely. And look, you're right to say that there, you know, there might be a, some slight uh, taste changes um, that people might experience, but absolutely, it's, uh, it's completely safe to drink. And I said, look, and hopefully, um, certainly by the uh, the back end of this week, um, we're, we're hopeful to be able to uh, say thanks very much. Uh, you know, that conservation uh, call-out um, no longer required, but certainly for the next couple of days, um, we'd greatly appreciate People to, to continue to think about their their water use. And As you guys said, look, you know, in the aftermath of all this, um, water is really important yeah. for the cleanup, um, and mm-hmm. we're we're really keen to ensure that we can get our systems back up at capacity, so we can uh, we're able to um, you know supply water into that um, into that cleanup and recovery process.
3: You would have to think if someone's seeing at home on their social media going, "Hey guys, bit of a tragedy. My water tastes funny at the moment." That their priorities are a little bit wrong.
9: <laughs> look, I. <laughs> In, the, in, in in sitting back and looking at the big picture of what's happened to our, our beautiful region over the last three or four days, yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. Oh, well,
2: that was us at the start of the year. Shush. No, but it was. Like, everyone was complaining about the start of the year. Now we look like silly Mike. And you know what, Mike? I realise that we have been conserving water, and that is because one man in Oxley mm. has been watering his lawn less, and he probably uses up a lot of the water. So I can understand <laughs> with you conserving it, you've done the right Excellent. thing. Can I tell you? Excellent.
9: I, have- I was actually... Bit shocked to hear that um, the sparkling water's gone. Is that true? Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah.
6: it's, it's, it's getting hey, close, hey, hey.
1: Mike. No yeah. panic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's wild. Let <laughs> me tell you, I haven't needed to water my lawn in a very long time mm. with all this Lanine reaction that's been going on. Uh, mate, oh, thank you for excellent. Your, me too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. thank you for your
5: time this morning. Thank you for all the work that
1: you. Uh, you guys have been doing, and we'll no, be in touch. Appreciate it.
5: Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast.
2: V105. So many uh, small businesses have been affected, big ones as well, but I say with the small ones, a lot of them had been shut for COVID. Yeah. So they're already doing it tough and then something like this happens and one of them is at Wilston. It's my dog's daycare. Sasha, how are you going? Oh, hi. How are you doing? (laughs) Well, more importantly, you. I was was looking at the, the footage and you going through your place for the first time because the water, it completely um, ruined your place, but now the water has gone. And what was it like going in there for the first time?
14: Oh, I think it just, you know, you just, you can't believe it. Mm. The, the first time that we actually got to the street and, and my video is on there for the first time where it's just like, oh, no, oh no. you know, you just, you can't even breathe. Mm. I can't believe um, how
2: much oil is Everywhere.
14: Ah, uh, yeah. Well, unfortunately, there's um, mechanics on either side of me. <laughs> oh.
8: oh, right. Okay. Um,
14: yeah. So it's just like a big oil slick, basically. Mm. Um, it's it's every, it's everything you t- it's, it's everywhere, you know. So the waters um,
1: come up to your ceiling. Um yep. Which is just an an enormous amount of, of water. Did you manage to get any of your um, t- tools out, like anything, or is everything gone?
14: No, everything's gone. Everything. The, the the grooming room, which is off to the side of my building, it was actually submerged
1: huh.
6: because it
14: was slightly lower, yeah. and that's where all the expensive equipment is. <laughs> mm. Um, mm. And uh, so we lost all that equipment, um, you know, the computers, everything like that that you need, obviously, to run a business. Mm. So that's all gone as well. Um,
6: Insurance?
14: Well, actually, well, no, unfortunately, because you know, for a floodplain, you can't really get the insurance for yeah. the, the building and and things. So, yeah, it's pretty devastating. It's you know, I'm a single mom and two kids. I sold my house to actually build this business. Mm. Um, you <laughs> got through COVID, and then Mother Nature said, "No, I'm not finished with you." Oh.
2: <laughs> feels bad, yeah. out, doesn't it? I saw all the um the Instagram, mm. like uh people commenting, and they're all you know dog lovers, and mm. obviously ones that had been there all the time, like you know, mama of three, <laughs> and everyone yeah. saying that they're going to go out and help you this morning. Are you getting people to to clean up the mess? And what do you need today? Yes, Um, so
14: we're going down there today. I'll be down there at 9 o'clock this morning. Um, We need, you know, there's no power, Mm. so we can't run any gurneys or anything like that without any power. So We need the generators. Um, Obviously, a lot of cleaning stuff (laughs) as well. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, it's been able to put dogs somewhere at least in the interim because it could be months you know we yeah. mm-hmm. don't know so um you know my priorities to my clients um you know we have 150 dogs a week come through mm. and they've got nowhere to go
6: mm.
14: you know and they their owners need to go to work and and for some of them it's it's extremely necessary for them to have their dog with me
1: yeah Um, Well, Sasha, mm. best of luck with it. My Dog's Daycare is the name of the business. There's a GoFundMe um, as well that you've got set up. Good luck with the cleanup today, and we hope um, you get a bit of luck on your side.
14: Oh, thank you, sir. And thanks thanks for reaching out. Really appreciate it, and the help has been incredible so far. So, yes. All
5: right. Anyone wants to come and help, come help. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Sasha. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. It has been a wild uh,
1: couple of days here in Brisbane. I did a lap about 4 o'clock this morning around uh, Oxley. Mm-hmm. Water is still there. Has it gone down at all? It has gone down significantly, yeah. um, but the the problem is there is just so much it's of gonna it. It's going to take a, a few days. Yeah that, yeah, that river runs right along the back of Oxley, Corinda, mm. Graceville. And I know Graceville, Corinda, all that area is really affected at the moment. Some um, streets and houses are coming out and some are still under... One lady I've been talking to on the Oxley Community Facebook page, her name is Katie, and she joins us this morning. Good morning, Katie.
0: Good morning, Matt. How are you?
1: Good. Um, thank you so much for taking our phone call. Your 80-year-old mother actually lives at the end of my mum's street, and th- this is the second time she's been affected by these floods. She was there in 2011, is that right?
0: Yeah, that's right. She uh, she raised the house this time and everything, Um but still didn't save it.
1: Hmm.
2: Oh, that's the whole thing, isn't it? You think, oh, no, we've learned from that. It's not going to happen again. Hmm. I had to, to raise it. How is she coping?
0: Um, I don't think it's going to really hit her until she sees the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to hit her hard this time.
3: Hmm.
6: She's
0: retired. She used all her money to rebuild her life last time. This time it's, it's going to be hard for her, I think. Did she have insurance last time, Katie? No. Mm. She had no insurance last time. Um, Thanks to mainly Oxley Community, um, we rebuilt that house mm. and got her the help that she needed. This time she is insured, yeah. but I think only for building, not contents.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I know exactly the house you're talking about, and I remember seeing how high it got built up, mm. and every time I've driven past that house, I've thought, oh, that's so so smart. Mm. They've done they've yeah. done a great job. Like, it's, it's really high, and it's very high for an 80-year-old to be climbing up and down.
0: <laughs> I know, right?
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so she must be an incredible woman. Um, but that end there where, where the water came up, there even wasn't, there was no time to get anything out. No. Was there? Like it was was empty Mm. and then it was full in a matter of hours.
0: Yeah. Again, it was, you know, we checked it that afternoon. It was lapping against the fence like it always does. It never gets any further. Um, I got a call from Marmot at at three o'clock in the morning saying, I'm going under again. Mm. Um, It came up so fast. Anything downstairs, we didn't move anything. Mm. So again, we were unprepared and again. Lost everything.
3: It is a terrible feeling, too, isn't it? That, that helplessness of just standing there, watching the water coming up, knowing that there's actually nothing that you can do.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's something I don't recommend anyone to go through. Katie,
2: you live at Oxley yourself, as well. I do. Yeah, because that seems I, uh... to be the heartbreaking thing that you've got. You know, some streets that are so badly affected, and then others are kind of fine. Fine.
0: Yeah, even with electricity, half Oxley's out, even though their streets weren't affected by floods, Mm. Um, but the community is coming together. I mean, Oxley here is just a fabulous community. We've got little charging port stations with people out the front of their house saying come around any time. We've got businesses down at Oxley shops cooking up feeds all throughout the day for everybody. They've, they're really showing their true colours of what community spirit really is. Mm.
1: Yeah, I want to give a shout out to the Curry King. Um, also, mm. uh, Time Alila. These guys, their fridges all went out, right? So yeah. the power cut out, and they went, well, we can't do anything with this food. So they set up gas stoves out the front of their shops, and they've just cooked up feeds and said, posted on Facebook and gone, anyone who can't eat or right. who can't can't get to food, come come down, and, and they're giving it out for free.
2: They know that Maddie's going to support them a lot after I well, already well. do. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, the other thing, Katie, and the street behind um, our parents' street, and a lot of people are walking through the houses there because that's the only access to, to see That's
0: right. They're street. ripping down fence palings.
1: Right. Yeah, so there's people traipsing in and out of strangers' yards and everyone's fine with it. I went yesterday to check on Mum's house, and I'm not sure if you saw it, um, but there was, like, a street party going on. Oh. Yes. Like, people have, like... Strangers mm. were all just banding together and thought, we can't go anywhere, we can't clean yet. So there was kids on scooters and people throwing beers across the street. Yeah.
0: and it, Barbecues happening. Yeah. It's There was ha- it's one lady weird. who had taken... I'd, I'd walked through a yard to check Mum's um, house out. There's one lady... She had 10 kids in her house, and she's like, just drop your kids off here. <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs>
6: uh, <laughs>
0: relieve some stress. Go have, relax. Have a beer. And I was just, she's letting strangers walk through her backyard. She doesn't even care. It's yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah. It's 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 a weird sort of thing because there's such a great feeling around the place People at the same feeling. time, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear about your mum, Katie. Uh, we'll I uh, will be you. in that street in the next couple of days, um, and um, we'll definitely come down and we'll we'll give you yeah. a hand to clean out your mum's place.
0: Yeah, definitely come on down. We're going to need all the hands we we can get.
1: All right, we'll give her give her our best.
5: I will. Thank you, guys. Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105.
9: Stav, Abby and Matt.
5: This is a very extreme weather event.
3: We have a rain bomb above Southeast Queensland.
5: For so many, this is a case of deja
2: vu. Yeah, Brad is actually going to be live from the Chandler Evacuation Centre this morning from uh, 9 until 12, Mm -hmm. and the street team down there getting coffees for everyone that's down there. Yeah,
1: coffee van's going to roll up, so anyone there who needs a hand, go have a hot cup of coffee, bit of a chat.
2: One person that has been there since... Sunday. Alana in Redland Bay. Morning.
15: Morning, guys.
2: <laughs> How you How going?
15: You? Oh, I'm all of the things.
2: <laughs> everything? Like,
15: yeah, emotionally strained, tired, sore. Um, yeah, everything.
2: So you had to leave your house on Sunday?
15: Yeah, so Sunday night, um, my house started flooding through the bathroom's rain,
2: mm.
15: um, and I was at work, and my children were at home, 10 and 17, and they rang me frantically, um, and I, so I rushed home, and was like, cowling everything, sheep, blankets, everything, yeah. um, and... Um, then, um, uh, yeah, I started running up and down the street trying to find a plunger because, you know, I could unblock it.
6: Mm. And
15: then by the time I got back, it was probably about four or five inches deep. Um, SES were not answering because they were obviously inundated. Um, so then I went to police and they were like, all right, you need to turn your power off and you need to get out of there now. So we just grabbed everything on the all the kids, the animals, just got in the car and... Um, yeah, headed to the uh, evacuation centre. I didn't know that they'd take animals. I was just going to stay in the car with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, um, it was a no-brainer. I wasn't leaving them here. So, but yeah, they've got a section upstairs. with crates for dogs and cats. Mm. You know, I've seen a bird there. And um, there's, you know, some people sleeping outside next to their dog's crates. And, you know, every, all the animals are really special. Mm. I don't know what's going on. And, so you said you so, um, came
1: back up the drain. So... Yeah. Uh, it did Has water then come up from the river into your house as well, or it just don't, all poured up through the drain and that, went everywhere?
15: That, yeah, no, it's come up through the drain. And I sort of, too, I just thought it was, you know, floods. You think it comes from either a leak in the roof or, like, from outside. Mm. But no, it started coming up through the, the bathroom drain. So um, I've heard that, like, you know how you storm water drains, like, Overflow in the street, yeah. Yeah. same sort of thing with the internal drains I've, I've discovered. Mm. Um, so yeah, and it was it was scary. So real estate came out yesterday. I rent, and uh, they've been unlivable. Um, so I've got an army of people here from um, is it Chaplin, Chaplin, Queensland, or somewhere. So they're helping me move everything. Um, so yeah, um, just going to get everything out so they can rip up carpets. But essentially, we're we're homeless until whenever. so
2: Oh, I mean, yeah. th- they've been so good at the channel. Have you talked about, I guess, long-term oh, stay? Because like you said, it's unlivable and they're going to try and do it as, as soon as they can. But, you know, yeah. You've, yeah. in the meantime, uh, with housing, the kids and... Yeah.
15: yeah, exactly. Well, the housing department has come and seen us and they can sort of liaise between my real estate and other real estate. Um, But it's also the cost of getting another rental in this area is a little bit yeah. more than what I'm currently paying. So I may have to relocate to different area. Um, But... um. Yeah, I've just spoken to so many people yesterday, and and um, yeah, it's just very overwhelming. So
2: it it is hard, and we were just, you know, even at the start of the year, we're talking about how there's rental shortages and house shortages and supply shortages, and now you realise, you know, now everyone needs a stock to be able to do repairs. So it's incredibly complex and really scary for people like you.
15: Yep. Yeah, it is. Um, being, you know, having a house is really important. And, mm. and like I said before, like you think floods, like i you think it comes in from outside or through a, a roof, never through your bathroom drain. Mm. Mm. Um, but I mean, we are one of the lucky ones. There are people there that have nothing, like they've lost everything. I've got my possessions and my family and my pets. Um, but you know, I just don't have a house, mm. but I'm, we are the lucky ones. Um, but yeah.
1: Know. When you when you hear of people like you wake up wake up each morning and you'd hear about a death or something like that yeah you know that's yep. that really puts it into perspective yep. doesn't it
15: yep yeah and being a Queensland girl like I've grown up with this sort of stuff and mm. like never once did I ever think I'd be a statistic in an evacuation centre like mm. twenty four hours my whole life
2: changed flipped upside down yeah so we, we believe yeah. everyone is helping out there as well. Oh, my goodness. I am just a massive, huge shout-out to
15: everybody at the evacuation centre. Everyone, the the police, the security guards, Red Cross, chaplain people, housing department, Salvation Army, um, Four Voices, an organisation came out yesterday, um, the laundry, the mobile laundry people with mm-hmm. their little van so we could do some washing, Red, uh, sorry, Salvation Army are preparing hot meals for us, snacks. Um, I believe um, some department stores donated pillows, airbeds, toiletries. Um, There's just everything. The Brisbane Lions came down yesterday with like Mm. clothing and balls for the kids. And like, it's just incredible. Uh, Organizations are making up pencil cases and bags full of toiletries and like, there's, we're not wanting for anything, and there's people there, you know, to feed us. Animal welfare league, like massive huge shout out to the animal welfare league for like loving our pets right now as we can't physically be with them like they are they are dealing with
2: noisy like hell dogs Mine's the worst culprit, Leon. you can hear <laughs> it um,
15: I
1: bet I bet yeah. pretended
2: someone else Ilana yeah, the yeah. they turn actually the put out. that out saying that pets are welcome at the evacu- evacuation center and mm. they said thank god we actually said that cuz a lot of people are like we're not going it's there the without shoes. our pets yeah, yeah.
9: Stop Brisbane Wakes
0: Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105.